This recording begins with a reading of the Gospel of the Day. That will be followed by the homily from Father Paul O'Brien. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you, wishing to construct a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion? Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlookers should laugh at him and say, this one began to build but did not have the resources to finish. Or what king marching into battle would not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king advancing upon him with 20,000 troops? But if not, while he is still far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In the same way, any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's gospel reading is quite an important passage in the Gospel of Luke. It's Luke 14, 25 to 33. Recall the setting. From Luke 9 through Luke 19, Jesus is on the extended journey from Galilee to Jerusalem. In Jerusalem, Jesus will enter into his passion, death, and resurrection through which he brings salvation into this world. If the content of this passage is new to you because Jesus is new to you or because you're newly engaged with Jesus, that's wonderful. I believe for many of you who have been actively pursuing life in Jesus, the content here may be encouragingly familiar. Either way, we all have the same job this week. Enter into this passage, consider and try to absorb it, try to understand what it means, enter into it, and live it out this week. At the beginning of the passage, the gospel writer notes that great crowds are traveling with Jesus. Does that mean that these great crowds are disciples of Jesus? Absolutely not, as Jesus makes entirely clear in his speaking to the crowds. Jesus turns to the great crowds traveling with him and addresses them. The first of two entirely interrelated parts of what he says here turns out to be, in this Gospel of Luke, Jesus' most clear statement of the absolute conditions one must freely accept in one's soul, one's heart, one's mind, and which one must live out in his or her actions to be an authentic disciple of Jesus. So the first part here, Jesus teaches three absolute conditions of discipleship. Absolute condition of discipleship number one. Jesus says, if anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. I think you probably know, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, the word hate can have a variety of meanings. Jesus is not speaking here about emotionally or psychologically hating the people who are closest to us or ourselves. It's clear here that this use of the verb hate means renouncing anyone 
who would be given a greater place or a greater commitment than Jesus. Any person, including our closest family members and friends and definitely ourselves, who would be given priority over Jesus in our lives. Jesus only teaches us to love all the people he lists here, and he only teaches us to love ourselves. But if I'm going to be a disciple of Jesus, he must be the center of my life. If Jesus is not the center of my life, prioritized over everyone else and myself, I cannot be his disciple. Absolute condition of discipleship number two. Jesus says, whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. I like it when everything is easy in life. I like it when life is completely bright and shiny. I would like to live in a children's cereal commercial. But this is the real world. Living the way of Jesus inevitably involves difficulties, challenges, obstacles, opposition, and in fact, persecution. Life is hard. Love is not always nearly easy. And, by the way, I am lazy, selfish, and sinful. We are definitely together with one another in discipleship, and we do very much assist one another in trying to follow Jesus. But unless I pick up and carry my own cross, whatever in the passion involved in following Jesus is right now, I cannot be his disciple. Absolute condition of discipleship number three. Jesus says, if any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions, any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. As I hope you know, Jesus does not command everyone to literally give away or sell all of his or her possessions and sit by the side of the road. What he clearly means here is that following him supersedes and must direct all the ways we use our possessions. That is a lot, and it's an absolute condition of discipleship. That's the first of two essential teachings of Jesus here. Please join me in spending time this week with those three absolute conditions of discipleship. Personally, I find it helpful to write them down and to have them in front of me to consider through the week. These are not rules. These are not hoops to be jumped through. These are gifts. They're statements of fact, loving revelations from our Savior of what we must choose to do if we want salvation to flow through us, if we want Jesus to flow through us. Particularly when it's challenging or difficult for me to live out the teachings of Jesus, when I am in fact at the point of either growing as his authentic disciple or not growing as his authentic disciple, the key dynamic that's going on is my recognizing and choosing what I'm going to do with these absolute conditions of discipleship. So that's first this week. And with that, there's in this passage a second essential teaching of Jesus about discipleship That's just as important as this statement of the absolute conditions. The two teachings accompany one another. The second teaching 
is sandwiched, actually, between, by Luke, between the second and third conditions of discipleship. They always go together. Jesus gives us here twin parables about a tower builder and a king facing battle who must carefully, thoroughly, in realistic, intelligent, clear detail, analyze what must be done in order to accomplish their goals. If the tower builder, if the king going into battle, facing battle, if they want their goals to be accomplished, but they don't assess the actual situation, if they don't establish clear objectives, if they don't calculate the resources needed to succeed, they will not accomplish their goals and they'll be laughable. You want to accomplish your goals, what is the detailed plan to accomplish the goals? If you and I are going to be successful in living out these absolute conditions of authentic discipleship, we really do need to have careful, thorough, intelligent, completely realistic analyses and plans in all the concrete situations of our lives, particularly the challenges. That's not always the case for how we live our lives. I have big challenges in a relationship or in my family. I have a bad pattern of sin. I am dead in the water spiritually. I hear the teaching of Jesus and I see it enters into, it connects with my life situation. I hear Jesus's teaching showing me or showing us as a community how he wants us to act to help build his kingdom today in Lawrence. It's challenging. I look at those absolute conditions of discipleship and I really do see ways that I could and ways that I can correctly prioritize Jesus before other people and other things. I actually see the ways that I need to pick up my own cross and follow him. I actually want to do this or I'm willing to do it. So the question is, what's the plan? What's the detailed, realistic, cost-calculating, and resource-ready plan to get from here to the goals I really can spiritually accomplish in living out the teachings of Jesus? I think that dynamic is often the reality of the mediocrity and the failures of the church and parishes and Catholic schools and marriages, and definitely me personally. We basically know the teaching of Christ in a particular area. We recognize ways we need to embrace those conditions of discipleship. We actually see the goals we want to accomplish, but we don't do the straightforward calcula calculation of plans and go after those plans, put them into practice to get from here to there. Happily, so often, especially in this community, I do witness people who get Jesus's teaching, live out the conditions of discipleship, make concrete plans, and execute those plans. That is, in fact, where the kingdom of God grows. That is, in fact, where salvation unfolds. You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. 
For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.